2: Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a bright future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team it, is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Neeson Hopkins. This is Officer Platt. This Bob. is Milan Lucic. This is Cam Talbot. This is from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer, brought to you by D- Digitex managed print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X. ca. Now, boss Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, six thirty shed.
0: Everybody, this is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex, keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all of your office technology needs. I was wide awake all last night, no question. This is Oilers Now. I have a feeling things might get a little testy today. We will uh, review last night's disappointing performance in Vancouver the various machinations that went with that that got us to that point during the course of that evening as we uh, will visit our Oilers Now audio vault for our friends for direct work We're in the first half hour also get to NHL today by the way Dave Haxtall fired about uh, 45 minutes ago as the head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers uh, John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Net, a regular Monday contributor to the show at 1235 and we are going to go fully interactive today at 1.05. I have a pretty good idea what I think you're going to want to talk about. Just have a sense. And it has nothing to do with the pure self-indulgence that I just displayed playing one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, we will also have uh, Brad Lauer on from the Edmonton Oil Kings. They had a very good weekend. Picked up a couple big wins, despite the fact that the Trey fix Walansky, who's tied with Brent Leeson... For the WHL scoring lead did not play this weekend. Expected back when they return from their Christmas break. This is Oilers Now. Hope you had a good weekend. You can reach us on our Oilers Now hotline 780-496-0063. They have for our friends at River Creek Resort and Casino live and let die. It's a Paul McCartney tribute. Stick around on New Year's Eve for an evening you'll never forget. Tickets at ticketmaster.ca You can text us on our Heartland text line at 630-630. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance, experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. Well, the uh, Edmonton Oilers, I mean, they weren't going to, you know, never lose again after a 4-1 victory over the Philadelphia Flyers who missed an opportunity to uh, handle a fatigued Oilers squad Friday night I know after the game I bumped into uh, several people who were pretty excited about the state of the Edmonton Oilers, and why not? I mean, Ken Hitchcock at that stage was 9-2-2 as head coach. The team, by the way, hits the ice today at 1 o'clock. It, it'll be an optional or designate practice, and I would fully expect several of the, uh, the key guys for the club not to be playing as Edmonton tries to handle this injury run on defense. Uh, so a pe- lot of fans excited but a little bit frustrated last night with what occurred in Vancouver. So let's get to it. It is our Oilers Now audio vault for our friends at Direct Workwear. Times are tough. Direct deals are tougher. Save 25% in-store on Workwear all December at Direct Workwear. Jack Michaels, the call of last night's game.
2: A lot of people are eager to see Connor McDavid against one Elias Peterson. Juicy rebound. Brozniak back to Gravel. Fires. And that was shouldered aside as well by the Vancouver goaltender. Down the wing. check by Puliat. Pass into the feet of Drysaddle. Back in. And he slid it just wide. Kara fighting through a screen from Goodbrant. a beautiful feed and finished by Ryan Nugent Hopkins. What a play by Jujar Kara.
0: And Kara found Nugent Hopkins. I and mean, when he doesn't have to think about it, and he just shoots about, Shoots it. He's pretty good, Jack. He can finish.
2: Larson and Nurse out there. One-timer score. Alex Edler ties the game from the top of the left circle. The Vancouver power play. It's Besser catching an outlet pass right wing to the net. Wrist shot. Score. Larson in the box. Centering pass. Goldobin loading up. Peterson shoots and scores. Edmonton making its push right now. Nurse hits McDavid and stride. Flies in from the right hand side. Sanders, What timer score? Alex Kaysan And Edmonton right back in this game. Kaysan's 15th. Now it's Alex Edler with a chip to the middle of the ice. Battle for the puck. Shot through two honors. Score. How
0: does that happen? All right, well, on the balance of the evening, the Edmonton Oilers did not deserve to win last night, but there were some sub-stories that developed during the course of the game. Here's Oilers head coach, Ken Hitchcock, who drops to 9-3-2 as head coach of Edmonton with his thoughts on the game immediately after.
1: I thought we played a great first period, perfect road period, and uh, then we had a really good start to the second, but I thought over the last half of the game their ability to defend was much greater than ours was to score and i thought that was a difference um
0: vancouver's defense according to hitchcock helped them win the game
1: we weren't able to establish any zone time and uh you know it was a real battle and i thought their experience on the back end and their competitiveness on the back end uh, started to uh, discourage us at times and that was a small difference in the hockey game.
0: Well, no question. Excuse me. Uh, you know, you take $13.7 uh, million out of the lineup on Edmonton's defense. Obviously, they've had to deal with Sekra all season long with the torn Achilles second year in a row. you got to wonder, you know, to what level he'll even get back to once he's, and I'm going to assume he's got to go to Bakersfield. He can't start here when he gets back. I don't care. I don't care what he thinks. Uh, he's got to go down. That's just the way it's got to be. Uh, but you take Clefbaum out of mix, who is basically, for this team, a, a top two defenseman. And then Russell, who's currently a four, despite the fact that Gravel. I don't know if you. Did you, it, did you see the stat that was out there? I think it was courtesy of Natural Statric. Nope. Shot attempts while on the ice last night. The pairing of Gravel and Caleb Jones. 20 shots at the net, one shot against. That's uh, basically, I believe that's about a 90. 5% Corsi on the game. I mean, they were unbelievable. Uh, the same could not be said for Garrison and Benning, who were in the proverbial crap all game long when they were out there. And Nurse and Larson had some issues. The orders were penalized five times. Um, three of them are automatic calls. Except one, I wasn't quite sure 100% it happened and it didn't really get challenged much, and I know we were looking for video evidence, but two uh, pucks over the glass call, and then one too many men on the ice call. Uh, what wasn't called bothered Ken Hitchcock and is the water cooler topic of Edmonton today.
1: I'm not gonna comment on the penalties, but the, I, the, one, the, one, the stuff that really bothers me is what's happening to Connor, and that really bothers me because we're a league that's supposed to showcase our top players, and you don't want to give them all the freedom, but but the the tug of war on him was absolutely ridiculous today, and uh, that's that's a little bit discouraging, to be honest with you, uh, because uh, it's not. Uh, I can see I can see the whack and hack going on when he's got the puck, but to me, it's all the stuff behind that doesn't allow him to showcase his speed. And if that's what we want, well, that's fine, but. I think it's a real disservice to a player like him. All right,
0: so uh, Gene Principe tweeted out after the game last night, it's not the give-and-go, it's the give-and-hold, said uh, Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock about the treatment on McDavid, at which point I went on natural stat trick and uh, got access to the fact that uh, Warren Vogel, who plays for the Carolina Hurricanes and sells tickets all over the NHL, you know that, You know, he's the type of guy that people pay big. You know, because of Warren Fogle in Carolina, instead of having 9,100 fans at a game, they have 9,103. And then the owner goes and wants to try to tell teams which jerseys they wear at home. Anyways, uh, the NHL is a league where Warren Fogle, 17, has drawn more penalties than Connor McDavid, 16, this season. And that's in doesn't matter if it's 5-on-5, 4-on-3, whatever. 3-on-5, 3-on-4, let's get to it, let's get after it, and you can text us on our Heartland 4 text line. Here's the deal. There's an old saying in hockey, in sport, when you lose, say little, when you win, say less. So when are you supposed to comment on a situation where the league's best player seemingly gets a disproportionate uh, lack of um, amount of calls? When you discuss it. When you have that honest conversation. Some would say that if you're complaining about the refs, and Hitchcock was very specific with what he said. He didn't want to talk about the five-to-one penalty calls in the game. Um, but some would say it's a loser's lament. So for the guys that are down in Red Deer, that are Flames fans, that uh, you know, love listening, hey, I appreciate that you uh, listen to the show and want to drill us. And Calgary's got a good team. I'll do my Mike Babcock impersonation. Calgary's got a good team they got a good team, man. That's that's fine. Let's meet in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, let's get there. I want you to get a building down in Calgary, too. I want what's best for Alberta. But uh, some will say it's a loser's lament. You know, if you talk about the refs, they don't influence hockey games. They don't influence sporting events. Well, actually, they do influence games, and I'll tell you how. See, when you're watching the game on TV, and Ken was specifically referring to the stuff, the the holding and the clutching that occurs behind, as he as McDavid's trying to get his speed to gain separation, and guys are water skiing him off the ice. Um, you might not catch all that, but you should have seen twice in the first period, two plain illustrations where penalties should have been called right in front of the Vancouver bench. Adam Gaudet stick parallel in on McDavid's hands. That is a penalty all day. No call. Later in the first period, Alex Edler grabbed McDavid's stick in front of the Vancouver goal, holding the stick. No call. So they don't call either of those two. If the Oilers get a power play goal in the first period, maybe. and people say, well, your power plays don't. It's at 20%. You don't know when it's going to score and when it's not going to score. But they didn't call. Uh, Elias, he now wants to be known as Peterson. That's why Jack was going with Peterson last night. He's... Said that after the game. So Elias Peterson, he flopped like an NBA star, except in the NBA the stars get the calls. He flopped on yes to Yarby, got himself a power play for Vancouver. Um, and then Caleb Jones, after Antoine Roussel had grabbed his stick, grabbed Roussel's, and they called Caleb Jones. But twice in the first period, plain as day, when McDavid had the puck, sticks parallel in on McDavid or a glove on McDavid's stick, no call. But the fan, you know, the Canucks fan will say, oh, it doesn't influence game, Oilers got got outplayed. Well, I'll tell you what, if Edmonton scores in the power play, if they get the power play in either situation score one, it's a different hockey game. My theories are this. Here we go. And if you're, if you're a guy out there that thinks officials are always, and, and I'm not here to crap on the refs, I'm just, this is a perspective, take it for what it's worth. Um, but here we go. I think we've conditioned the officials today that they only want to make the easy calls. So, firing the puck over the glass, like, you know what? Adam Larson, that's a brain fart for him. That's what happened. You know, was kind of an unforced error, put the puck up and over the glass. You can argue it costs the letters of the game. I won't buy that because I know Miko Koskinen, and he would say he wasn't good enough last night, especially the second goal against, but... The, the, the Larson penalty on over the glass made it 3-1. Refs want to make the easy call. So firing the puck over the glass, that's an easy call. I can make that. Too many men, yeah, that's a pretty easy call. Making a call when the world's fastest player has the puck and guys are hooking and grabbing and pulling at him for a split set, that's a tough call. I don't know if I can make that call. But I can make the easy ones. Let me tell you a little secret about officials. Just like broadcasters that didn't play in the NHL. We all wish we did. I lacked the speed, talent, agility, coordination, toughness, and character to play Major Junior when there was 12 WHL teams. Now, I might think, hey, I could have made it when there was 22, but not when there was 12. And I sure in heck wasn't going to make it to the show. And you've got several officials who were pretty good hockey players, but they weren't quite good enough. You know, Shandra Alfonso played at uh, Lakehead. Jake Brink uh, was a draft choice of the Emmett Oilers, played NCAA. Didn't make it. Why didn't they make it? Couldn't play at that pace. So, think about it for a second. If they couldn't play at that pace, and you have the world's fastest player with the puck, and that's the issue. People say, well, there's other guys just as fast as him. I'm not buying that for a second. He's the fastest guy. Okay, And he's certainly the fastest guy with the puck, He's and he takes it hard into hard areas. Okay, It's a tough call. We just said refs like to make the easy call. It's difficult to make... Are they confident enough to make the tough call? That's number two. Number three, it's been brought up, Steve Kazari. We know what happened with uh, McDavid and Kazari a year ago, pointing at the scoreboard and all that stuff. There's the human factor. I, I tend to give the officials the benefit of the doubt on this. So I don't think they harbor... Most guys I met in hockey, they don't, you know, they're what we'd call old school romantics. They don't carry a grudge, you know. Weak-minded, you know, soft guys carry grudges long term. But there still is the human factor. And the other thing is, McDavid's not a guy that really engages the officials in conversation, be it positive or negative. Like when Crosby broke in the league, he used to yip at them and yap at them. So did Taylor Hall. It didn't work for them. But conversely, McDavid doesn't really carry a conversation on with them. And then number four, and this is a tough one, and some Canadians don't like hearing this. It's a classically Canadian conundrum. Okay? Who runs hockey? It's the middle class. The middle class runs hockey. Do they protect the stars like they do in other sports? You know, did Kobe Bryant or does LeBron James get beneficial calls? I think if you watch the NBA, you got the answer. You already know the answer to that. How many times did Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan walk back in the day and not get called? What about the NFL? Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, those guys get some calls. You hit those guys late, you're going to get called. That's how it works. Hockey, eh, we got a little bit of a middle tier. Peterborough has had an incredible influence on this game from a league office perspective. A lot of kind of journeyman, third-line, fourth-line guys. Do they see it? And Canadians as a whole, do we prop people up? I mean, I would assert to you that we have some provinces that are jealous of the success of other provinces, and that's why we have some current challenges going on in this country. People would rather buy oil and pay 15 to 20 percent more in Quebec than take oil from Alberta. Import it from Saudi Arabia. It makes no sense, right? It's a classically Canadian conundrum. We don't like the stars. And that's what we're up against. You can text us at six thirty. Six thirty. Agree. Disagree. Let me know. Let me have it. If you totally think I'm out to lunch. Get um, on the, the date, Koskinen. He needed to be bailed out. The Oilers didn't do it last night. They weren't good enough to win the game. Their penalty kill was, you know, he went in with a 947 save percentage on the penalty kill under Ken Hitchcock, came crashing back down earth. Miko Koskinen probably would take. He'd probably say he should have had all three of the goals that beat him on the power play, by the way. That's his personality. And you know what? Matt Benning, say he'd be the first guy to tell you he would have needed to be a lot better. Leon Dreisettle, I know Leon. He'd say, i got to be a lot better than I was last night. Vancouver, we're the better team. But don't think for a second if a couple calls are made on McDavid in the first period if we're not talking about a different hockey game. Okay? Unless, of course, you're one of those believers that's got your 3D beer goggles on and thinks that refs don't ever influence the outcome of a game. But I think what's happened here is we have a generation of officials that only want to make easy calls. McDavid is a unique animal that takes a special skill even to officiate against because he's so good and so fast. A little bit of the human factor. Again, I'll give the officials the benefit of the doubt. And then an overarching theme We don't protect the star player. We don't treat the star players any better than we treat the average Joe because that's kind of how our league rolls. That's kind of where I'm coming from. Who knows? Maybe I'm completely out to lunch. Uh, It is 1257 in Edmonton. John Shannon. No, it's not. It's 1227 in Edmonton. John Shannon is coming up after an Eileen Bell global news weather traffic update.
2: Oilers now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.